So welcome to yet another edition of Old Titans. We've not had so many, I don't remember the number of this episode. That feels good. I think it's like 12. For... Yeah, you don't remind me. I feel it's good not knowing. We've done so many that we that, lose track. That feels cool. We hit a couple, we're like three months now, right? Or four months, whatever it is. Something like that. That's, that's pretty cool. We are special. Yeah. And the special people in the room are John Paul. B-Man. And Nick. We have our special guest, Nick, back again. You don't no. like Saint Nick, huh? I kind of like that nickname. I forgot that we agreed on that. Did you? Yeah. Oh, okay. Saint Nick. Saint Nick. I was Saint, Saint Nick. Yeah. Saint Nick. Saint Nick. Saint Nick. Saint Nick. Saint Nick. So you are Saint. Saint Nick. All right. So, without any further ado, let's get on to the question of the week. If you could reboot, revive any Marvel character, oh, any comic character, or even comic series, that's pretty much MIA for a while. Yep. I mean, a while. We don't mean like, you know, gone for a month and comes back. And, I mean, actually gone for a period of time that yep. might not come back. Right. What would that character or comic title be? All right. Um, we'll let Nick go last if he thinks of one, since he didn't come prepared. Not yeah. even, of course, we're not that prepared either. But <laughs> since we just sprung the question on you, we'll, we'll talk about it first. He's trying hard. He tied his shoes coming here. That's good. That's, that's, true. that's good. I All right. Trick. Yeah. Shoe tying man. Yes. That's a, that's a character that could come I'll back. I'll make that one up. Okay. There we go. Um, all right. So I thought about it. Went through several characters. I'm going to guess. Is it part of the DC Universe? No. Really? It's not. It's no kidding. It was published by Marvel, but it wasn't necessarily part of the Marvel Universe. Okay. Uh, Strike Force Mureteri. That's the one I picked. Um, I don't, I'm not sure I'm saying the last part of that correctly. Strike Force is right. I don't know if I'm saying Mureteri correct they, or they not. They were good ones, yes. It was, it was a great book. Um, did, did either of y'all read it back no, in the day? I read it. It was back in the 80s, right? I yeah, think? this is in the 80s. Yeah, I read it a long time ago, but I, I'm drawing a blank right now. Yeah, it lasted two or three years. It wasn't a super long series. It was a sci-fi one. It was on Earth. It was set in a world where aliens had invaded, and there had been like one wave of invasion, which we had defeated. But the only way we had defeated them was scientists had managed to come up with a process that gave powers to individuals. And those individuals sacrificed themselves for this because the process, along with giving you powers, would basically burn out your body within a year. You might have a month, you might have a year. You knew you were committing suicide doing it, but you were doing so for the betterment of the race. So these were volunteers. They had to pass probably certain medical requirements. And they were legends. And when I say legends, it's not like from centuries ago. It's only been a generation, maybe, tops. Maybe not even that long. It's been a while since I read it. But... Um, they had repelled the aliens once, kind of their advanced force, and now here they are coming again. And the whole Strike Force Mureteri project was there to continually turn out new people to fight for us. And um, a really interesting concept. The concept was great, so it's you know very sci-fi, but brought in the superhero thing. So it kind of cro- it blended those two. Um, you got a little alien invasion. You got a lot of drama, and you never knew. Here's the thing. They couldn't control what power somebody got. So you might get flying. You, you might come out with this with the ability to fly. You might come out with super strength, heat vision. You might come out with the ability to heal real fast, which, not super offensive, but hey, maybe you'd be good as a spy sneaking in. If you get hurt, you got a better chance of getting out to get the news back, you know, things. But you might come out with the ability to grow your fingernails real fast. <laughs> I was going to say, I'd love to see an issue of the guy that got the crummiest power. Yeah. And that was talked about by the writer in interviews. And, yeah, they had different characters with different types of powers. They never showed us one that was really just super completely lame. 
But again, these people who are volunteering for this program knew that was something they were risking. Um, you do all that, and all you can do is like turn stuff pink. Yes, I am Pink Man. <laughs> That'd be great. Yeah. Hey, if the aliens had a blind spot to pink, that could be good. Could be good. Probably not going to be the case. <laughs> but um, anyway, so that's the book. It was again, it was fantastic. Loved it. Um, it it was better in its first year, year and a half. Um, like any series like that, eventually it you know kind of lost its footing a little bit, and that's why it didn't stay around. But it was it was really good. That's one that could use a really good writer, um, a Neil Gaiman, an Alan Moore, a Warren Ellis. Um, that type of writer. I don't think this would be one that would be geared towards a Jeff Johns, a Mark Wade, or something. That This needs somebody who can... How about like a Grant Morrison? Actually, Grant Morrison could do a book With like that. With really weird stuff he does, he actually might actually tell a good story. Yeah. Well, it's interesting, too, because the characters are designed to not last a long time, yeah. so how would you keep it going any long term? Like, you'd always have to cycle in new people. Always have new people coming in. Now... They did build into the story the fact that scientists are always trying to find a way to make this last longer or anything else. I mean, so you could always build in that moment where, hey, everybody from this point forward lives. I yeah. mean, you could build that in. Um, makes the previous ones even more tragic in a way. Yeah. Wow, if we just held off three more months. But, you know, it's, it's, it's part of the story. Um, give that guy that turns stuff pink the zero. <laughs> <laughs> just let him go. But yeah, Grant Morrison, because really, if you go back and look at Grant Morrison's stuff, there's a couple that are bad from the beginning, but a lot of his, like his Batman run. It was terrible. Except, if you look at the first The first issues, issue of R.I.P. was great. What, like his first year, great. he did kind of stand alone, build up the character, and just kind of set the, you know, the stage a little bit. It was a whole lot of one-off stories. It wasn't as large of a canvas. When he's doing those smaller stories, they were actually... Pretty good. It was as he got bigger and bigger and grander and grander, it got away from him. And that's... A lot of drugs in me into life. A lot of drugs. I'm yeah. embarrassed to say I've never read anything by Grant Morrison. Yeah, you're probably better off that way. <laughs> now, go back and read um, his Justice League. When he when he wrote Justice League, his first run on that, um, like from issue one forward, that first story, which was, I don't know, six issues maybe? But I think he was more under control in that. He was pretty much told what he had to write. With Batman, he went off into his own thing, I think. Yeah. And that's when he got Could weird. Be. Could be. But it, if you if you want to read something of his that is good, read Justice League. And I agree that was good. If you want to read something of his that's horrible, go read Final, Final Crisis. Crisis. There you go. In, in unison here. That's, that's yeah, good. That's terrible. Um, all right. So how about you? Well, I mean, I was originally thinking one of your favorite issues, comic characters of all time, and probably Nick's favorite as well, I'm sure. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to say it, but NFL Super Pro was definitely one of the greatest characters ever. Oh, yeah. Marvel yeah. Carroll, we loved him. I'm sure if I had heard of him before, I would have probably You've, put you him up there. You've heard of NFL Super Pro. You know, he yeah. played football during the day, fought crime at night, I think. That's just I Tom Brady, right? And, exactly. That's the problem. It's Tom Brady's story. She really can't use him anymore because now it's a copyright problem. Yeah. You, know, just you have to get permission. Yeah, and you know, he's, he's a busy guy. You don't want to bother Tom Brady. Um, Brady man, but actually the bad guys were actually called the instant replays, which is funny. I mean, <laughs> this cla- this comic was pure genius. Was their superpower the fact they could make everything rewind like fifteen seconds and do it again? I actually believe it was because that would be cool <laughs> if you could do that. I would have to go back and actually read it because it's been quite a long time since I read it. I do know Robert Kirkman when he wrote for Marvel yeah. actually wanted to put it into Marvel team up issue, and because of the copyright issues. 
you couldn't do it. But that was one of my top suggestions there. Um, Is it your pick? Or is no, it just no, no. Okay. As, uh, as a quick aside, before you mention your real one, I will say this. Whether it's NFL Super Pro or any other or power stupid, st- stupid, super obscure character, with the right writer, with the right idea, in the right moment in time, you can make any of them really cool. I mean, that, that, that is possible with almost any character. Well, Jeff Johns made Aquaman awesome. Yeah, but he was, in my opinion, cool. Anyway. Well, that's your opinion. Only. Yeah, but um, I mean, space. Ca- I mentioned this before. Space Cabby was on my short list. Yeah, I thought about saying Space Cabby because what they're doing, him, by the way. Well, what they're doing with him right now and Hal Jordan, the Green Lantern Corps, he's actually a really, really cool character. I they could spin that one off into his own book and I'd read it. But what, anyway, one of my favorite comics, and I'll probably say of all time, it only lasted a couple of years, but I was addicted to it. I like every Wednesday I went to the comic shop, picked this one up as soon as it came out. Was um and I was talking to Nick about it yesterday. And I think he was well. Was Sojourn from CrossGen? Yeah, CrossGen had some awesome titles. Oh, it's great. But Sojourn, I mean, the art was fantastic. The story was just addicting. The main character was um, I forgot her name, like Ewan, whatever. I can't remember what her name was, but it was just a great story all the way around. Yeah, and uh, I left on like really a cliffhanger. Everything at CrossGen was really, really good. I won't say they were all great. There was probably variations, but everything at CrossGen was really, really good. Oh, yeah. Thing? Did they just spread themselves too thin too quickly? And yeah, and just the money wasn't coming I think in. They money wasn't coming in. Yeah, the money just wasn't coming in. They should have stuck with, like, you know, maybe four really good titles. And well, and they had a lot build. of big names on there who, you know, this was taking a chunk of their time, and they could go get paid better. Yeah, Marvel. Doing Captain America oh. or. Well, I mean, like, Bart Sears back in the day. He was great, man. I loved his work. Uh, he was notorious for being too slow, though. Oh, was he? Yeah. See, that probably makes sense. No one sense, liked though. working with him because he couldn't meet deadlines. So he's pretty much Jim Lee. Well, it's, yes. <laughs> at this point, Disney owns him. Disney bought the whole catalog. And that's one of my concerns. I would love to see Sojourn again. Um, you know, you and I always joke around how I think the Marvel movies are just amazing. Movie-wise, they're great. Uh, Nick, you probably still read the Marvel comics right now, I believe. I don't. I, I haven't bought a comic in a long time. Now, the comics right now... But that's what I prefer in Marvel. Oh, me too, actually. But um, the comic storytelling right now is just so over the place. They just they don't have any direction right now in comic universe. Um, in Marvel. I, Marvel, right. Yeah, right. Like it, it seems like every six I, months they're doing some big event that's going to reboot the whole thing well, they're, they're over, every book starts with the number one and Marvel yeah. constantly overlaps their events constantly ah, I mean, and it's different if it's just like a two issue story I mean you can have multi issue <clears throat> stories but they do them as events yes they do these huge events constantly and remember when Secret Wars came out um, was it a year or two ago yeah. I went to your house about it I'm like you know when Wars came out and yeah yeah it did and you and I read it and like we were lost like it was garbage what happened <laughs> And your son, I'm talking to me. Oh, I loved it. It was great. I'm like, I think Matt liked it too. But you had to read a previous thing. You had to read everything the writer had been doing for the like two years leading up to it, right? In order to fully understand it and appreciate it. But which bothers me because number one issue, you shouldn't have to do that. Yeah. In anything, no. you should have maybe a synopsis at the beginning, like Cliff Notes, what happened, right. and go on with it. You and I read it, and I was just like. Did you like it? And you're like, no. I'm like, I was so confused. Yeah. At least if it's marketed that way. I mean, if they marketed an event saying. For Green Lantern fans who've loved all of his adventures, yeah, here's a special event just for you. That, you don't have to know everything in issue one. I mean, it doesn't have to be self-contained. It's a targeted event. But something like Secret Wars was marketed towards everybody as a step into the Marvel Universe and see yeah. what new big thing we're doing. Yeah, and you would be confused. I mean, I'm pretty well 
established in Marvel Universe, and I was, what the heck is going on with this yeah. title? I have no idea. Yeah. So that's, I'm afraid of Marvel touching um, Sojourn. I loved it so much. Is it really worth them? T- I mean, eventually, once they get their everything in yeah. order, it'd be great. And I hope they do reboot it because I think it'd be a big money maker. If they could keep it as a separate imprint, right? That's a big thing, which Marvel and doesn't do very much. They can do that. I mean, they did the Star Wars universe. Yeah. They're doing really well with the Star Wars universe. Those comics have all been fantastic. Yeah. So um, I'm hoping they can do something. And just right now, I want them to fix what they have right now. Get rid of some of the Spider-Man characters. There's too many of them. I know what they should do. What's that? They should, again, Disney owns them. Disney needs to set it up as a separate reprint. Um, they need to find an individual, kind of like um, DC had Karen Berger of the Vertigo imprint. Other people have had been run different ones. Pick somebody who fits with the cross-gen universe to not be writing or drawing or anything else, but somebody who can run it, give it to them completely separate, and a great individual for that who, you know, Disney's here in Orlando. George Perez is here in Orlando. And I believe George Perez was involved with one of the cross-gen books. That would be a great person. Again, he's not at the point where he's doing any more art, really, on books. But he'd be an incredible person to step back and be kind of a line-wide editor. Oh, absolutely. And, and launch the full cross-gen thing and keep it as, you know, okay, this is Perez's project moving forward. That, that could be a really cool Good way to do it. recognition behind it, too. Yeah. I'm actually nothing. I didn't think of it, but that's a great idea. Yeah. So um, get on your thing. You, you're the power guy. Do you do you do you use your influence? Use right. your influence. We'll, we'll see what we can do here. Yeah, go for it. All right, Nick. How about you? You got any things you'd like to bring back from days gone by? I'm trying to think of the stuff that I read when I was collecting comics, and I feel like all the Marvel stuff that I read still around. I was mainly in like the X Men side of things. Yeah. A little bit of Spider Man. Stuff's all still around. Um, and then, of course, I made the mistake and jumped on the image bandwagon. Mm-hmm. Right, that's I'm a mistake. glad all that's dead. So. <laughs> yeah, <it laughs> actually, I guess some of it is... Yeah, it's actually the 25th anniversary this year. Yeah, like Savage Dragon, I think, still going. Spawn's still yeah. going. So Spawn, the, the cream of the crop stayed around. Yeah, um, we'll mention Spawn in a minute. We'll get to the news. There's actually Spawn news. Is it really? Yeah. Because actually, one of the X-Men characters, not a story itself, but I think back in X-Force days, Shadowstar... I loved him, man. Shadowstar was cool. He the double swords, one hand, another sword, another hand. I kind of wish he was one of my top guys. I was thinking, like, bring him back. Um, I think he appears every so often, but they haven't really done much with him since. I think Longshot was cool too. Longshot was really kind cool. Kind of reminded me of him just looks wise, but he had a really cool. Weren't they related power. somehow? It's possible. Like he had the hollow bones. They both had like the star eye. Thing. Yeah. So yeah, so. But as you just mentioned, news time. It is news time. Yes. So, dee 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 I don't have a sound effect yeah, for this you, one. So there's our news. still feeling. Yeah, that, 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 that's our news one. All right. So, as a nice segue, the little bit of Spawn news. Kevin Smith, everyone's favorite um, nerd, you know, royalty there. Kevin Smith is developing a Spawn spinoff, um, Sam and Twitch. Okay. For BBC America. So, I, I, like you said, some of the stuff with Image is gone, but... There's plenty still going on. Image is still, you know, a force there. Um, there's quite I a few other... I Garth Ennis wrote a Salmon Twitch series for a long time. He was heavily involved in Image for a while, so I wouldn't be surprised, because yeah. he was heavily involved in Darkness, which is a great title. Yeah. Um, other news that's going on around the industry. Um, we've got Mr. Ramsey Bolton, or should I say Lord Bolton, at the point I'm watching it. He's still Lord Bolton. If anything happens in the last three episodes of last season that would change that, don't tell me. 
But at the time I'm watching Game of Thrones, at this exact moment, there's still a Lord Bolton out there that everybody loves to hate on, on Game of Thrones. Anyway, that actor has been cast for the Inhuman series that's coming up. He's going to be playing Maximus. But you should get around to actually finishing Game of Thrones, because you mean you're only a year behind right now. Well, I've watched the first seven episodes in the past, like, four days, so I'm, I'm that, that's doing impressive. pretty good. Yeah, I'm doing pretty good you still haven't seen Legion yet, though. I still haven't seen Legion. Okay, that's fine. I, I've got a time limit on this stuff, because I had a free HPO weekend, and these are going to expire here in the next week. If I, 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 I want to talk to you about it, and then my feelings are hurt. That's mm-hmm. all right. Um, other news. Either of y'all ever Mystery Science Theater 3000 fans? Yes. Yeah, Loved I guess it. so, back in the day. Um, they announced some time ago that it's coming back. <laughs> Netflix is bringing it back. Season 11 is going to be on Netflix, and they just announced um, the date, April 14th. So right before taxes are due, you can <laughs> not do your taxes and go waste time watching Mystery Science Theater 3000. I will tell you one thing right now, all right? Okay. If Mystery Science Theater does Batman v Superman, I'll watch that movie again for you. <laughs> that might be more of a riff track. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure what all they're going to be doing. Uh, there could be a list out there for all I know, but I don't know what all they'll be doing. Did they recast the human in that They've show? recast quite a few. I don't know who all they've done. Um, that actually could be a good topic for next time to kind of discuss what all they're doing and get prepared for it. Yeah. Um, I believe, I'm not sure, but I believe um, Felicia Day is the evil scientist that sent them into whoever it is into space this time. That's funny. I believe that's who it is. Um, beyond that, I don't know. But everybody who's doing it before is involved. Okay. So it's not somebody new doing it. It's still the same writers and everybody behind Joel Hodgson and the rest. Creating See, the speaking show. of Felicia Day, I was actually thinking the other day, too. I'd love to see, like, Felicia Day, Alan Tudyk, Nathan Fillion do one of those. I would just love that. Do a Mystery Science Theater. Yeah, and they'd be, like, the characters in front. Yeah. I think it'd be interesting. Yeah, of course, two of them have been in something together. They've all been. In different them. pairs. They've yeah. all been. I don't know if Felicia Day and Tudyk have ever been anything together, have they? Uh, they were in Dollhouse. I don't know if she was in Dollhouse Season 1 or not. Um, she she was around. in Buffy. Was she in Dollhouse? Pushy Day? Yeah. Yeah, she came in. She she's in two dollhouse? I don't remember if she was in there. I don't remember her in dollhouse. Uh, I would look this up while we're talking. Okay. And I can laugh in your face. You're right. He's he's definitely in dollhouse. He was in season one. Yeah. And of course, Nathan Fillion and Tudyk. And um, yeah, I don't know. Again, they've had different pairs. I mean, yeah. we got Dr. Horrible. Well, I mean, they, they were in um, There's Con Man. two of them. Was she go. in Con Man? She was, wasn't she like this, his rep in Con Man? right. Okay, there we go. So all three of them have been together. Okay, there we go. Um, and the last bit of news, we're going to mention a couple of conventions coming up that we enjoy and attend and such. MegaCon. MegaCon Orlando coming up Memorial Day weekend, May 25th through 28th. Got some cool guests. We've got um, Tim Curry mm-hmm. and most of the rest of the cast of Rocky Horror Picture Show. Hmm. Uh, even Meatloaf. I mean, kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, they're going to do a special screening of... Um, of the movie, and people will be all weird. Yeah, that'll bring a new crazy. level to the cosplay. Yeah. Uh, got it. Wow, I didn't think of that one. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be kind of disturbed now. Going. It's going to be disturbing. Yeah, there's yeah. no question. Thanks for that, Nick. Yeah. <laughs> got a couple Walking Dead people. Yeah, a couple little people you might have heard of. Norman Reedus. Wow. Yeah, that, that's... Daryl Dixon himself. Daryl Dixon. And Boondock Saints. Yeah. We're doing the best roles. And um, Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Negan. Wow. Uh, that's a that, big To me, that's right the big now. one. Because, I mean... We've we've seen Norman Reedus a few times at conventions. I've never seen Jeffrey Dean Morgan, and he's got quite a bit of comic book cred. 
Yeah, he'll get a bunch of supernatural questions. That show's but still huge. He's got that. He was in Watchmen. Watchmen. Um, yeah. He was in Batman versus Superman. He was Batman's dad. That's right. He uh, won't talk about that. Well, you know. Felicia <laughs> Day was in fact in Dollhouse, by the way. She was a character named cool. Meg. Okay, cool. Huh. That's good. Yes. It's, it's like been a while. One episode. Kind of no, I think she did. I'm pretty sure she did. Was she one of the dolls that had to be programmed? Who she was at that time. I think she. I can't remember. It wasn't the greatest show in history. It was oh, awesome. I love that show. Sorry, I, I figured you would. I mean, it, it was Joss again, Whedon. It was Joss Whedon. I wanted to love it for that reason. And I was so disappointed. She was in two episodes actually. So yeah, there you go. You both wrong. All right. Yeah. Hey, I never said she wasn't. I just didn't remember. I'm gonna untie my shoe now. <laughs> Oh, you mentioned Boondock Saints. There yes. are some other people from Boondock Saints. Sean Patrick Flannery. Sean Patrick Flannery. Young Indiana Jones. I really enjoyed him as Young Indiana Jones, believe it or not. Even though those made-for-TV movies were... Eh, well, that's because you, know. you like bad things, and that's fine. Well, you know, they, they were fun. Sure. He was better than the little Indiana that, that Jones. That is true. I mean, Which is better than there. the little Anakin Skywalker. Yeah. And then David Della Roca. Um, he's also there from Boondock Saints. And then, I saved the best for last, of course... The man himself, his last appearance in Florida. Stan Lee. Stan Lee. He keeps saying this is his last. Wait, he, he's working through his last appearances everywhere at the moment. Just, so I thought like the last New York was his last appearance ever. No, each state he's doing a last convention at each one. Uh, now, he might continue to do them in California because he does have his own convention there. So he might continue to do that one. I don't know. But yeah, he's had his last um, New York. He's had his last Texas, last Florida, and so on. Um, I've gotten to see him several times. Um, he actually bumped into me once, rode in an elevator with him once. So I've been, I guess you could say, touched by greatness. <laughs> I wish it had rubbed off, but you know. <laughs> yeah. But um, He's a character. Anyway, and then tons of comic guests. I'm not going to go through all of them, but um, tons of comic guests. So Megacons. I'm actually surprised, though. Usually there's more actors. And I'm, oh, there will be. There's, there's still time. But there's time, but I mean, usually, I mean, it's almost March. This end of May, so I'm, it does seem like they're adding kind of slow. Yeah, because even at this time of year, they're usually subtracting the actors they added the last season. Because it's okay. now owned by a different company that has a whole series of conventions. My guess is they're still working on their negotiations for a series of them. And since MegaCon being at the very beginning of the summer, it's kind of kicking off the summer con season. It just feels longest for it because. They're negotiating for the entire run. That's just my guess. And the problem, Megcon, I love Megcon. You know, you, you and I yeah. go every year. Um, before, it was always like February. That's it was so nice better. for cosplay. Yes. End of May in Florida, we're in spandex. <laughs> Gets a little smelly. <laughs> yeah, and the layer upon layer and yeah. all the other stuff. Yeah, it, it and it's plus, you know, I mean, a guy like me who works hours upon hours in that costume. Yes. And I'm with a guy like you who's just like five minutes and you're done. Yeah, it's lots it, of it, together. Yeah, it's just, it's embarrassing. Yeah. I'm embarrassed yeah, I understand. Yeah, I understand. Um, yeah, I wish they were in February. That'd be much better. But, you know, and I don't love MegaCon. I enjoy MegaCon. The only one I love is DragonCon. So I got to mention it as well. So DragonCon is at the end of the summer. So we got MegaCon kicking it off, DragonCon closing it out. Labor Day weekend. You do not love MegaCon. I do not love MegaCon. This is I enjoy. I enjoy MegaCon, but I do not love MegaCon. I'm actually What's hurt. What's the major difference that um, DragonCon has over MegaCon? Thousands it's, of feet. <laughs> thousands of <laughs> feet. Just, just no. Distance. Yeah, distance. Uh, that's one thing. They are about the same size. They both are around in the neighborhood of 70,000 attendees, so give or take a few. They're about the same size. Um, DragonCon has been around since 1987, I believe it is. So they, you know, now it's... 30. This year will be um, 
number 31. Um, I've been going since 1989, on and off, not every year. And over the course of that time, Atlanta being such a large city, had a lot of conventions. But kind of like we talked about, cross-gen, not being able to bring in the money. Smaller conventions just couldn't always compete. And they were very small and very targeted. You'd have a convention around Robert Jordan's Wheel of Time series. You had another convention around Star Trek. Another one around um, military reenactments and so on. I mean, you name it. There's all these different little conventions that couldn't build up on our numbers. Little by little, what they did is they got absorbed into Dragon Con. They didn't disappear, though. They got absorbed in by making a partnership, and they have what they call fan tracks. And the fan tracks, they have around 30 of them. And it's like a convention within the bigger convention. So the main Dragon Con is run a lot like MegaCon as far as, you know, they, they get the big names. Um, this year, you've got uh, Matt Smith, uh, one of the last doctors from Doctor Who, and a couple of his companions, Karen Gillum and um, Billy Piper. So you got those kind of stars that show up for the major convention. Mm-hmm. They might have some connection to one of the tracks. But then the individual tracks, you've got a X-Files track, you've got a fantasy track. You got a Star Trek track. You got a Whedon verse track that brings in everything Whedon. So it's each, easier to find your niche once you get there. Much easier. Even if you want to hop between them, you can find your niche. And each of those tracks has programming that goes on starting Friday morning all the way through um, a little after lunch on Monday. They program several hours a day constantly. Um, so their their book of activities and panels is just huge. Um, with the number of things that go on. And most of these are fan-run. These are not necessarily stars on these panels. It's right. fan-run. Fan I've talked on their um, TV um, superhero... Um, I think they got the American um, sci-fi media um, panels. And he's I've, a fan member. He, you're our celebrity jump Celebrity, yeah. You are yeah. a celebrity boss. You yeah. got that influence. Just, 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 just a half a step into celebrityhood. Just <clears throat> half a step. But um, I've been on a panel talking about Supergirl, talking about uh, Legends of Tomorrow, Arrow... Things like that, and it's it's been fun. Do people boo you? I've not had any boos. I've really? had some laughs. You've had laughs, both because I made a joke and at me. I've, I've had both, but yes, had laughs. So tell me about this funny joke you made. Yeah, it, it's in the moment. Is it in it's the, it's the moment? moment? Yeah, you'd have to be there. Okay. In contact. I mean, I'm still waiting for that to happen. Okay, we'll it's get there. Like we'll get there. Years. Yeah. Um, but that's that's the biggest difference is you have that, and people usually refer to Dragon Con as the party con. Because every one of these fan tracks just about has a party. And while the convention doesn't officially start until Friday morning, registration opens just like a MagCon and others the day before. Mm-hmm. Um, used to be you had a lot of private parties that went on Thursday. And I say private. Private is in run by individual groups, not by the official con. But anybody can show up. Right. That's now become Wednesday. And probably before long, will become Tuesday. It's starting earlier and earlier. This past <laughs> year, you had stuff starting on Wednesday night. And then on Thursday night, actually the best party we went to was on Thursday night. Um, we actually got to see um, Bowser, and this was an incredible Bowser costume. Bowser was out there dancing on the dance floor, um, surrounded by everybody else in costume and stuff, and that was a lot of fun. Like Mario Bowser? The big yes, Mario really? Bowser, and it was a great costume. He was like you know, 8 to 10 feet tall, because you know, it was one of those large... So all those pictures you posted on Facebook, not one of Bowser. I've got, I've got several of Bowser. I've never seen him. I'll have to go back and... Pull those out. We should do that. Um, so every night there's two or three or four or five parties throughout the entire thing. Um, they've got a parade in downtown Atlanta, the largest parade Atlanta has. Um, runs for a couple miles. That mm. has tons of cosplayers walking in it, sorted out by the types of um, people. It's it is it's quite an experience. 
Sounds like it. It's fun. One year ago. One year. All right. Well, since our episode time limit is already two-thirds gone, we probably should get to like, like the bulk of our talk well, today. I mean, okay, we talked about comics in general, yes. what we miss. In your opinion, what Marvel, or what, again, you say Marvel, I don't know why, but what comic character is really just oversaturated with? Just, you pick up an issue, he's proud to be in that issue, he doesn't belong there. Just too much of this character. At one point, there's no question of the Wolverine. Right. The fact that he's dead right now kind of makes that easier to not say Wolverine anymore. I don't know when they'll bring him back. When they do, I'm I sure they'll... I should have said Wolverine earlier. Yes. I want him back. But you know he's coming back, and he does have a movie coming, and so yeah. on. You know Wolverine's going to come back at some point. That was back in the 90s, and actually I was talking to Nick about it when I first started here. Was, yeah. I said, hey, Wolverine. He's like, why? He's one of the greatest... Like, he is a great character. But back in the 90s in particular... Every issue you bought, no matter what it was, yeah. he was in there. Yeah. He's everywhere. He, you know, he's an X-Men. He led his own X-Men school. He's in Avengers and X-Force. Had name it. He was everywhere. Numerous titles, and I, I was sick of him. As a matter of fact, I remember Age of Ultron came out, the comic version of it, yeah. a few years ago. And the first two issues, I was like, oh, this is, me. This is a great storyline. I remember talking to you, actually, about it. I was like, how is it? I'm like, it's great right now, but it's only a matter of time before it comes a Wolverine story. <laughs> And he wasn't in, like, the first two issues. I'm like, it's going to happen. And, like, sure enough, issue three or four, he came in there. You know, Wolverine, you stay back there, and we'll, we'll save the day. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm Wolverine, I'm not going to listen to anybody doing one thing. And, of course, he saves the day, because that's what Wolverine does. Because he's best he is at what he does. Which is, you know, yeah. Show up in a lot of books. That's what he does. So he's the best there is at showing up in lots of books. Which, true. you know, I kind of wish Marvel actually did a thing where there's this numerous Wolverine out there. Maybe when he went back in time too many times, another one just stayed. He can't die, right? So another one had to stay alive. The project's just pumping him out. It is. That would <laughs> one great. year. Well, they kind of did that a little bit since Lobo was, um, and Lobo was everywhere in the 90s. No, Lobo he was. was all, he wasn't overused as much Wolverine, but Lobo was meant to be making fun of the Wolverine character or anything like that. Yeah, which a lot of Deadpool for Deathstroke. Too, yeah, so yeah, all those, all those kind of things. And they actually kind of did that because every drop of his blood could grow another clone of himself. So at one point you had, you know, thousands of Lobos running around. Yeah, what a nightmare. Yeah, until Brainiac, until Brainiac 2 neutered him and that ability went away, which was for the best because that just was too much. Yeah. Okay. But it never seemed like he belonged in with the rest of the DC Universe. He, he, a, he was intended as a spoof anyway. But he's back. He's now part of Batman's new Justice League of America. Think about I mean, that for a weird location yeah, for Lobo. I mean, some of his comics were great, but they were, if it was just him. But yeah, I always thought he was odd fit. The only place I ever liked him was in Rebels. Um, Rebels was a, uh, well, I guess it was Legion than Rebels. I should say both. I, I believe he's in both parts. I know I he's in Rebels. some of the Legion. Um, this was a, our current era predecessor to the Legion of Superheroes in the future. But it was a law enforcement group that Brainiac 2 started up to... Police universe. They aims to make money. They got contracts from planets to be their police force, and he built out a team. And yeah, you had Lobo, and you had um, quite a few others. And it kind of worked in that one because it was a space-based thing. Um, I don't know, but I'd say today, Batman probably is the one who's overused the most. Yeah, I mean, he's my favorite character ever. But I, I totally agree with you. He just he sells books. He's yeah. great. He's just a fun character. But yeah, he's way too much everywhere. Well, I'm actually, what DC hangs their hat on. He, he really is. Yeah. Because DC, I mean, they have some terrible superheroes that people love. 
like John Paul, for example, loves Legion oh, of Superheroes. superheroes? <laughs> yes, I mean, he's like, oh, these guys are great. Look at them. <laughs> Bouncing Boy and Matter Eater Lad. Yeah, they're amazing characters. Love them. I honestly do, but uh, okay. I, I know you do. I'm blown up karate. I'm not the only one. Yeah, I know, and that, blo- that blows my mind. There's a huge, Who are these people? There's a huge fan base for the Legion of Superheroes. Like, what, what happens when in the comic books? Like, there's a piece of matter in front of me. Quick, eat it before the place blows up. I'll eat it, sir. And he sees his piece, and the karate kid comes by, and, you know, you're the best around. Nothing ever gonna take you down. That happens. Unless you're Nemesis Kid, and then you take down Karate Kid. Really? Is that the guy's name? Yeah. Like, is Johnny in the comic book? No. Put him in a body bag. That would be great. Actually, if they did, that, that's actually a great point. If they do ever make a live-action Legion, I don't expect it, but if they, if they were to do that and get far enough down in the storyline to the point where Karate Kid dies, you have to cast... Uh, I can't remember the actor's name right now. But the one Johnny, who, yeah. Yeah, the one who played Johnny. You <laughs> have to cast him in that role. It, you just have to. <laughs> I, I agree with that. I just... That'd I mean, be, that'd be wonderful. again, but Batman is everywhere, and I still, back to the Grant Morrison thing on his work on Batman, I can't figure out why Batman is everywhere. Because Batman, his character is, he's a solo guy. Yeah, yeah I do my own thing. I'm in Gotham, leave me alone, I'll take care of this place, you guys do your own thing. His stuff, his stuff sells. But That's he's never just it. in Gotham, and he has, well, I'm only doing my own thing, but I have these little boy sidekicks. Okay, cool. You have the sidekicks, and you have... All these other characters and sidekicks as well. And then Batman Incorporated happened, which still blows my mind. doesn't make any sense for that character to have Batman Incorporated. It's, um... Is that still around, by the way? They don't talk about it. There's definitely not a book called Batman Incorporated. Well, that's good. I don't know if there's still the concept of the Batman characters out there across the DC Universe because... Well, I didn't follow it at that point because, well, I thought it was stupid too. It didn't make sense. Does it make sense to the character? I mean, it can. It can make sense. It's done right. It but... can make sense if I'm reading Jeff, uh, what's his name? Grant Morrison's work and doing a lot of drugs as well. <laughs> like Pink Floyd the Wall makes perfect sense if you're high. It really does. Speaking of which, they're thinking about going and performing that right at the U.S.-Mexico border right now. Roger Waters is. Or somebody is. Yeah, yeah Roger other. Waters. So. That, you know, that's kind of... It's kind of cool. cool. Just to just to mention something political for a moment. Okay, back to the topic at hand. Have you guys seen the Lego Batman movie? I, I saw it. Yes, and I'm, I'm proud to say DC can make a good movie. It is, it addresses something that's always bothered me about Batman, though, and I was very happy that they addressed it. What's that? That he's been Batman for all this time, and yet Gotham City is still the worst <laughs> crime-ridden city in the whole country. Like, why does no one yeah. ever call him out about that? It's not the worst. Hub City's worse. But oh, yes, yeah. I, I, I understand what you mean. Well, okay. he's, not, he's worked for however many years you want to give him, because of course the comics have lasted yeah. so long. But And then the city's no better. And why would people live there? You can say the pun- same thing about the Punisher, by the way. Like, organized crime is just as bad as ever. Well, but at least Punisher travels around. So he's killed. Now, you could say... <clears throat> You don't know. There's no. You know, this is where you need the Ork and Iffer. You know, go back to Mork and uh, Mork and Mindy and get the Ork and Iffer. I don't think Nick was alive during that. Time. <laughs> yeah, I know, but <laughs> I he, don't know. He, you ever seen It's a Wonderful Life? Mm-hmm. Okay, you know the whole what if the what if you had never been born? Yes. With Ork and Iffer, they introduced on Mork and Mindy, Robin Williams. You know that sitcom. He was the alien came to Earth. You know, hopefully that's caught up enough to get the topic here. So the Ork and Iffer was a piece of alien technology that would let you. Program it in and then see what the world would be like if, fill in the blank. It could be, what would it be like if I ate the bologna sandwich instead of the turkey sandwich? Or you could go that stupid. 
Or what it would be like if I'd never been born. You know, it's Wonderful mm-hmm. Life. They did it at their Christmas episode. You know, and everybody has to do one of those episodes sometime. Right. If you had the Orkin Ifer and could see what Gotham would be like if Batman didn't exist, you say that it's still horrible. But would it be even worse without Batman? But would it be better? Or would it be imagine. better? Or would it be better? Because if he wasn't there, I feel like all the other superheroes would feel welcome to come in and, and do good. But he won't let them. Like, no, this is my city. Get out of here. <laughs> like, yeah, but it's a crap hole. Would the Joker be around? I don't think Joker would be around if it wasn't Batman. I really don't. Yeah, he probably would have moved on to one of these other cities with a hero he could taunt. Unless, and this is where the current storyline comes in, unless he is a force that's been around forever. And just continues to exist. And the Joker? Yeah. Oh, that's a terrible storyline already. Yeah, we don't know. We don't know if that's what it is, but you know, that's that whole thing. And this is one that Jeff Johns has kind of created. It, it, but they haven't defined it yet, so we don't know. That might not be the case, but that was kind of the hint. I hope Joker is absolutely nothing supernatural. Absolutely. And actually, I take it back. Scott Snyder was the one who introduced this more potential supernatural piece. Jeff Johns introduced the three character the three different Jokers at the same time, which might be able to explain the thing in a non-supernatural way, like a new one taken over each time or something. I don't know. Even I, still, I, I just don't care. I can't figure out how Batman would figure that out. Yeah. Like, yeah. imagine he knew every detail in this guy's face. We're about to find out. Of course, he did have his face removed. Yeah, at I was going to say. Uh, and he had a bullet on his head, too, so I guess I, yeah, I don't want yeah, to A lot of things happened to that yeah. guy. We're, we're not going to worry about that, but... Yeah, I think Batman right now is the most overused. Even even the most recent animated movie, uh, Justice League Dark, which the comic has nothing to do with Batman or the Justice League. They just use the Justice League Dark title to put it on the shelf next to the other Justice League titles so okay. people shopping for one will get the other. Yay. Batman, front and center on the cover and is in most every scene in the movie. He had no reason to be there. I enjoyed Justice League Dark. It was fun. I think you'd enjoy it. But you could take Batman out of it and it wouldn't really matter. But by having him on there, the well, people who are not the dedicated comic book fans are going to see, hey, a Batman movie, yeah, Batman. and buy it. So this it's is probably true. a movie executive mentality of Poison Queen. probably a smart movie, but again, yeah, oversaturation. Yeah, I'm, a, I'm a firm believer that these comic companies need to scale back on some of these. Like, Spider-Man's the same way. Like, yeah. even in the 90s, there was, what, like six different Spider-Man titles? Yeah, was oh, yeah. There was a... Scale it back to one, just make it really, really good. And then if it's in a team book, like Batman could be have like a Batman book, and then he could be in Justice League, and that's it. Spidey has a bunch of books right now. Now, not all of them are him. Yeah, at least they came up with these new characters. Yeah, back in the day, but, it was just Peter Parker. Apparently, was a real again, busy dude. Are, are they new characters really? I mean, there's, I mean, it's still too much close to Spider-Man. There's Peter Parker Spider-Man. There's Miles Morales Spider-Man. There's Gwen Stacy Spider Gwen. Yeah. Um, there's Scarlet Spider. Which I can't think which one that spot. He's one of the. He's the first clone. Is this Ben Riley's back? Yeah. Okay. So Ben Riley, he unneutralized. To bring him back the costume and everything from the nineties. Um, where's Kane? Is Kane still? I love Kane. Kane's still around. Okay. Kane was actually one I actually enjoyed. So again, it's uh, Silk. Silk was one that just. Oh, oh Silk's by back. Way. Yeah, 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 yeah. This person had. To, yeah, I don't want to go into that. The so, symbiotes still around too. All the symbiotes and stuff like that. I think there's probably more. In fact, they even went to the planet of the symbiotes at one point. And, yeah, uh, that was terrible. Yeah. What about Spider Man two thousand ninety nine? Yeah, and Miguel O'Hara. Yeah. That was actually the only book in that group that was good, though. That was a good book. That was title, yeah. It's because cool. there's Peter David writing it. He, if, he's, he's, again, one of those short list of names. That if he writes it, it's probably enjoyable. Yeah. yeah. At least at some level. I mean, if you don't care anything about the characters and the setting, you might not want to read it. But if you read it, you're going to enjoy what you're reading. I mean, that he's, he's just really good. Yeah. So, again, over-touch readings. I think he's still too much there. So, anyway, Jess, back to you. 
All right. So one last thing for our last few minutes. Um, since we mentioned the beginning characters we want to bring back, um, are there any other ones that you enjoyed? We mentioned a couple. You know, any last mentions? I mentioned Space Cabby. Any other little mentions? I love Dark Hawk. Dark Hawk? I, I say my accent comes out. It sounds like I'm Dark, Dark Hawk. The Chris Powell, I think his guy's name was. He was great. Um, I miss a Dan Ketch Ghost Rider. You know, as much as I love Johnny Blaze, that's my Ghost Rider. They actually had back in the 90s when Blaze went away for a while. And again, back to the oversaturation thing. Uh, Dan Ketch took over for a while. And Johnny Blaze, and they actually had a... Cool title called Spirits of Vengeance was Blaze. Yep. And, um, yeah, that was good. That I was a great one. crossover, they had like four books that were yeah, all very Those were very cool. Um, yeah, and Dark Horde was another one with the envelope or mm-hmm. something like that. I can't remember that. Uh, Morbius. Blade. Blade was out there. Yeah, there's some good stuff out there. So Marvel, when Marvel did the dark thing, they had some great issues. Yeah. And again, you know, they almost imploded on themselves that there's too much coming out and they could keep up. Yeah. And fortunately, a lot of the good titles came out. And that kind of killed me yeah. a little bit. I'd like to see James Robinson's Starman come back. That was that was one of the best titles DC had for a while. That was is one of those. It was very niche. It wasn't a Vertigo book, but it felt a little more aimed at mature readers. Not mature is like Game of Thrones mature. Just little kids are going to be bored reading it. It, it, it definitely um, was more of a drama with superhero stuff in it. Um, set in Opal City, it, it was a it was a great book. Everybody who read it, you know, misses that one. Um, one that was fun that I'm sure neither of y'all ever read and would not care anything about was Amazing Man. And it's apostrophe M-A-Z, Amazing Man, that he left off the A for whatever reason. It was this, um, I don't know if he was a kid or a short adult or whatever, they never really defined it, but he had a bucket on his head and he was a superhero. I actually do remember him now. I remember seeing pictures. Wow. Yeah. And it was done as a straight comedy book, Mm -hmm. but... There was some drama in there. I mean, it was written really well. It was somebody who had this idea. The book didn't last a super long time. Um, but he definitely had the heart and spirit of a superhero. They they never made fun of him for that. You made fun of the setting and the, and the antics that went on and all that. But he really was somebody who wanted to be a hero. And, I mean, the first issue, um, somewhere near the end of it, as the characters within the story, somebody's making fun of him. Speeding truck coming by, strollers loose. And, you know, he dives in front, risking his life to save the baby. You know, they showed you from issue one, he was a hero. No powers. Ludicrous storyline, but but that. Um, I'd love to see, like, a one-shot Amazing Man come back. Kind of like a one-shot Ambush Bug every so often happens. Ambush Bug is always fun. I miss Valiant in general. I was just a publisher. I mean, they had some good titles. Blood I thought they good. rebooted that whole thing. Are they back, or? Valiant, yeah. Valiant's back. Valiant's back in publishing and movies. No kidding, because they kind of vanished for a while. I actually didn't realize this. Yeah, they've got some critical acclaim, too. Like, I used to love Shadow Man. That was a great title back in the day. Uh, Turok. Okay. Um, And the only other one, I will say, I told you I might mention this one as my choice for what to come back. It's Mr. Monster. Michael T. Gilbert's Mr. Monster. I know you never read it. I don't know if you've ever even heard of it. It it was another... It was a straight horror book with a bunch of comedy in it. Very much like Bruce Campbell, Evil Dead, hmm. um, Army of Darkness. That's the feel it had to it, and it it was it was great. And the, the artwork on it was really cool, and the coloring was different. The coloring was like a watercolor type thing, and it was just very vibrant. Just when you looked at the book, you knew you were looking at something different. Hmm. It, was, it was neat. But all right, so looking at our clock on the wall, we got a minute and a half. So my last question. Question of the week. Okay. 
So if you were in charge of a TV studio, okay, and you got a comic, not a specific one, just no, any just generic one, studio, yeah. okay, you could take any comic series, make it to a TV show, but you want to keep it original. So no more of this, you know, my parents died, vengeance, this and this and this, or I'll get bit by something. No, something that's completely original that would make a good TV show. Original is on our own idea, or original as in a comic book that is an original comic book? Original is in a comic book that, that exists already. That exists already that okay. you can make into an original TV show where it hasn't actually happened before. Okay, so it is an adaption. An but adaption, it's not, yes. It's not just picking another Batman clone or another whatever right. clone. Right, okay. something that you think would be new right. to the audience. All right, that's a, that that's a good one. That's a good one. We you. can pretend to be movie executives. Yeah. And we'll make sure Batman guest stars, because that'll always... So, right? And Wolverine. And Wolverine. In the same episode, fighting each other in this new... Who would win that fight, by the way? Batman versus Wolverine? Yeah. Wolverine. Depends on who's publishing it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. what it comes down to. Depends on who's publishing it. So, any last comments for our last 20 seconds here? Nick Taishu. All right, there we go. There's our words of advice. Until next time, this is John Paul. B-Man. And Nick. Signing off.